Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, that is Malachim Bet. We are now about to read chapter 11, that is Perak Yud Aleph. <coughs> and <coughs> we have just, the last two chapters we read of the murderous and bloodthirsty coup that Yehu um, uh Perpetrated in order to um, take over the northern kingdom of Israel and kill out the uh, family of Ahav of, uh, and, and thus end the reign of the family of Ahav. However, in this next chapter, we are going to, what we're about to read today, we are going to focus on the southern kingdom, but we are going to find that Yehu's attempt at stamping out the house of Ahav actually led to a slight flickering of the house of Ahav, the house of Ahab, lighting up in the southern kingdom of Judah, of Yehuda. If you recall, um, the daughter of Izevel and Ahav, right, was Atalia. She married into the royal, Ju- Ju- royal family, and she was the mother of Ahaziah, the mother of Ahaziah, who was the king of Yehuda, the king of Judah, who was a descendant of David, right? So Atalia was now remaining in the southern kingdom. So when, when Yehu killed out the family of Ahav, he did not kill out the queen mother of Ahaziah. He did assassinate Ahaziah, as we read in chapter 9. Ahaziah himself, the king of Yehuda. But, and then he when he met 42 of Ahaziah's descendants, right, of his family, or the family of Judah, he slaughtered them, leaving many potential heirs to the throne of Judah dead, right, in his bloodlust, which left an opening for Atalia, which we're about to read about. So let's uh, go. The Atalia, aim Ahaziah, Atalia, who was the mother of Ahaziah, the king who had just been assassinated in Judah, she saw that her son had died. In other words, obviously she found out <coughs> what had happened in the northern kingdom. Immediately, what was her reaction? She immediately slaughtered anyone that remained in the family of of the of the Judah of Judahite kings, any descendant of David's family, anyone that could potentially be uh, um, take over the throne of Yehuda, with her intention, of course, to rule herself. So this woman was uh, following the footsteps of Yehu, who had killed out the family of Achav. She went ahead and killed out the entire family of of David's line. Even her own children and her own descendants, as we shall see in a moment. Vatikach Yehosheva, who was Bas Hamelach Yehoram, Yehosheva, who was the daughter of King Yehoram, Yehoram um, being the father of Ahaziahu, right? So she took Achos Ahaziahu, she was the sister of Ahaziahu, she took Es Yoash ben Ahaziah, a, a, a young boy, a baby named Yoash the son of Ahaziah, who was on the list of people to die from Atalia, so that's her own grandson, right? 
she was going to kill her own grandson in order to get power for herself. But Yosheva took him, and she stole him away from among the uh, descendants of the king who were be- about to be put to death. She managed to snatch this baby boy away. Also, he, the Esmeinikto, and his nursemaid, Bachadar Hamitos, and hid him in the room of the beds, the bedchamber. So somehow she hid him in there. And they were able to hide him from Atalyohu so that he was not put to death. And he stayed with her, with her, uh, presumably with Yehosheva and or with the nursemaid in the house of God. So where he ended up staying, whether this was, where he, it sounds like he was initially hidden in this room of Chadar Hamitos, this bedchamber, and then somehow he was he was squirreled off and hidden away in the um, in the um, Beit Hamikdash in the temple. Uh, so he was hi- hidden there in the temple um, uh, for for six years. And Atalia was then the queen over the land. So now we have a queen who is a descendant of Ahab, of the house of Ahab, sitting on the throne of Judah. And sitting on the throne of Judah and such as a result of an extremely murderous rampage. So the, um, there's several things here, and that the murder of Yehu, the, the murderous trail that Yehu left behind, set up a situation that instead of killing out Ahab's descendants, he actually enabled unintentionally enabled a descendant of Ahab to now take over the southern kingdom of Yehuda, which just another example of how, if you recall in our last podcast, how Yehu, although he, he thought himself being zealous for God, he ended up creating the, uh, you know, a situation where the very house he was trying to get rid of, he enabled them to continue on. Um, because he didn't think. He was mishuga. He was crazed with his zealotry and anger, and thus he acted in such a way that wasn't thoughtful. It just wasn't smart. It wasn't right, and much worse than that, of course, it was, it was horrific. Anyway, that set off another horrific campaign by this Atalia, who is now the queen. Now, Yehosheva, the, 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 the sister who hid Yoash, right, her nephew, this Yehosheva, we know from the book of Chronicles, is the wife of the high priest Yehoyada, who we're going to meet in a minute, right? So, so, that's, so it makes sense that he was able to hide him in the temple. As the high priest, he was able to hide him away. Tradition has it that this Chadar HaMitos, this bedchamber, is actually just above the Holy of Holies. Um, is a room above the Holy of Holies, and this is where they hid him, and, and, and it's a safe spot because even the queen wouldn't dare enter the Holy of Holies. So, Uvashona Hashvias, and in the seventh year, so, so now Atalia is ruling for six years, Sholach Yehoyada, Vayikach es Sorehameos, Yehoyada, the Kohen Gadol, right? He is the high priest. He sent for the heads of the hundreds, La Korivala the Kari, the, the Karites, 
Ratzim and the, the, the Ratzim are those, the messengers, those that run or those that, that guard. The, the Kari is referring to some sort of officer. So he got together all of the officers, all the leaders, and he brought them to him in the house of God, and he made an agreement with them. And in the house of God, he made them all swear loyalty to this plan, which he's about to, uh, un, he's about to describe. And he showed them, in other words, the king's son. In other words, he showed them that there is indeed so it's interesting to think about what the six years were like when people actually thought that there was no one left from the house of David. You can just imagine what that felt like, that they thought that this house of David, which had been promised by God to be the eternal rulers of the, of the Jewish people, um, that there was no one left. But now they all of a sudden found out that there is a king. There is a potential king. And he commanded them as follows. And you can tell this is a very well thought out plan in such a way as to um, bring about uh, the end of Atalia's reign and reestablish the Davidic monarchy. He, this Yehoiada thought this plan through quite well. This is what you should do. Right? One third of you who are supposed to be here this week, because they were everyone was divided in groups, the Kohanim, the Levim, the, the priests, the Levites, and the guards, and everyone uh, of the Israelites, they were all divided in groups uh, as to who takes turns, you know, doing the guard and taking care of things, etc. So those that are coming that, that week, and those, right, um, Uh, uh, should, should be in charge of guarding the royal palace. And the, another third of those people that are coming this week should guard the Sur gate. And the other third should be, third should be at the other gate um, behind the guards. And the purpose of this is and you should guard the house from all around, completely everywhere all around. So here, the reason for this is in order to make sure that what's going to take place within the Beis Hamikdash, what's going to, to make make take place um, uh, within the temple, uh, is it will be guarded so that no potential supporters of Atalia, whichever uh, you know, soldiers or whatever that might be on her side, won't be able to get into the temple because the guard will be in place. Now, this word masach is, is a difficult word to translate. Uh, I translated it uh, from every side, but uh, it also could be understood as masach. Uh, um, the the uh, Targum Yonasan translates it in such a way as, as, as be on guard, you know, as, a, as be attentive, be on guard and attentive. Uh, from the same language as hesach hadas, right? Um, uh, with uh, whatever, okay. But do not... Uh, which means, in other words, do not let your mind slip. But uh, regardless, the, the intent is, is what we read. <laughs> and the, um, two groups of you who are leaving this week, in other words, you are not um, going to uh, uh, be working this week, right? And you have to, you will guard the temple itself. So all those doorways from which the king's supporters can come will be guarded by the first group, and the second group will guard the temple itself. 
and the king himself, he's already calling him the king. <coughs> and he will surround the Melech completely, each person with his weapons, right? And anyone who tries to break through, presumably anyone who tries to break through, his, his or her intent would be to harm the king in support of Atalia, the queen, right? The current queen, the usurping queen, Right, uh, should be put to death. And you need to be guarding the king when he comes and goes, no matter what. And the, the people the, in charge, the officers, did exactly as Yehoyada had commanded. And those that were on duty that week and those that were leaving duty that week all of those people who were present, they came to Yehoyada in order to, um, you know, present their, themselves as, as loyal to Yehoyada and his coming plan. Vayitain ha-kohen, and the Kohen Yehoyada gave them the sarei ha to all the officers in charge of the hundreds, es ha-chanis es ha-shilatim, the spears and, and quivers, in other words, the weapons, asher la-melech David, that were, that were owned and, and stored by the king, David himself, Asher Beves Adonai, which were kept in the temple storage. So this has symbolic meaning because he's giving them the very weapons that had been placed there by David himself in order to defend and reestablish the Davidic monarchy against the usurper who was not a legitimate Davidic uh, queen. <coughs> and um, giving them these weapons is a, is a powerful gesture. Uh, with which to defend the, the king that they're about to establish. And the guards uh, stood, each with their weapons in their hand, from the uh, northern um, uh, end of the house to the, uh, to the southern end of the house, right? The, the, literally, it means the right and the left. Uh, on the on the altar side, Villa Bayes, and on the side where the uh, uh, holy part of the temple is, all surrounding the king so that he is in the temple and surrounded by all these men on all different sides of the temple. And they took out the son of the king. At this time, they call him the son of the king because he is about to be the king in a second. The actual king, and they placed upon him the crown and <coughs> the Eidus um, is um, is is the literally it means the testimony. So it's something which uh, a symbol that gives him the symbol of of kingdom. So it, it might have been uh, it can be interpreted as a staff with the with uh, sometimes the insignia of the symbol of the kingdom. Uh, traditionally, it's interpreted as the Torah, the Torah that the which is also called the Eidus, the Torah is called the witness, which witnesses the covenant between the people, the Jewish people and God. So it, it could have meant the Torah, but, but it's that, so they gave him the symbols of kingship, and they appointed him as the king, and he was anointed, and everyone was clapping, and they said, may long live the king. So the ceremony is taking place, Batishma Atalia is Haratzin Ha'am, and Atalia hears the uh, sound of the um, 
of the guards calling out, She comes out to the people, to the temple. Now, it's interesting here that the, the language chosen when it talks about how Atalia heard is the, the nation, the people. Because it's emphasizing that the people were not in support of Atalia, but they were in support of the new king, Yoash. Apparently, this murderous queen, this queen who came to power in such an awful way, was not exactly very well loved by the people. And one would imagine the kind of person who, um, who comes to power in such a way was probably not the most beloved leader and not the most benevolent leader you can imagine. Because the people here clearly wanted to reestablish the Davidic dynasty, the legitimate Davidic dynasty, and Atalia's uh, coming to usurp that crown was not well received by the people. That's why it, when it talks about how Atalia heard, it emphasizes the um, the people. Vatavo el ha'am, she came to the people, based on the night to the house of God. I'm going to stop here for the first half of chapter 11. We're going to learn about the encounter between Atalia and the newly appointed king's supporters um, as we study the next uh, podcast together. Thank you so much for studying this together with me today. Looking forward to studying the rest of chapter 11, the rest of the book of Kings. Have a wonderful day.